Hello, everyone. I'm Trent Luce. Welcome to another edition of Rural Routes, the program where we gather every day at this time, well, Monday through Friday. And what we do when we gather is continue to address the issues between food producers and food consumers. It's our typical Tuesday. Jay Truett checking in from an undisclosed location somewhere east of the Mississippi River. And, well, Andrew Henderson, turns out he's east of the Atlantic Ocean. So there's a lot yeah. of eastward migration in this. I'll hold down the west just fine. Yeah, you. I. It kind of looks like maybe you moved an inch or so east. You're just <laughs> you're just a lot more I'm, resistant. Uh, yeah. There, no. Yeah. See, I can see it there. Just for a second, you moved like about an inch east. So there you go. The problem now, I can, is, listen, I, I can yeah. smell the Atlantic this I, morning. I literally moved west, but on the camera, it appears as though I moved left so you know oh yeah. you, did you, you see um, have you seen his new um uh video that's going viral on uh on um uh, all across america have you seen that oh yeah i did yeah that's hilarious actually <laughs> <laughs> you know what uh, you just i think my cousin's I... getting really worried about that i think that could be a number one hit on youtube i really <laughs> yeah do. i've got a real you... worry about that so I, I am in a different part of the country uh, this week, right? And um, um, we have a we have an arrangement where we stay in a house uh, that is uh, out on the East Coast, right? And it is, you can literally smell the ocean this morning, you know. I wish you guys could do it. Maybe one of these days we'll uh, do one of these from, from actually out on the ocean if we can find a spot where the wind's not blowing hard. But when you listen to a radio station here, you get a whole different thing than mid, good old, you know, Midwest uh, radio, and uh, they play. They played one of those sound clips, right? And were kind of. They had a long conversation about it, and it wasn't all negative. And I just, I'm sitting there just laughing so hard that I couldn't hardly even stay on the highway while I'm driving up uh, <laughs> Interstate 95, and. And the hosts are literally having a serious conversation about the fact that it's something that, you know, really needs to be discussed and considered, you know, what does Nebraska really need? Well, uh, I mean, so, okay, so time out for the radio audience. It, you, you may not have seen Senator Michaela Kavanaugh, who last week went on an outright tirade on the floor for two and a half minutes doing a chant about the need for trans people in Nebraska. It right. went viral, and I had a plethora of people from out of state send it to me. So yesterday I made the counter to that, and only I talked about we need farmers, we love farmers, farmers yeah. are an, uh, essential. And but you're proving my point yesterday. Andrew thought that the world would just see her as a complete whack job, which most will. But there's this 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 select group, Jay, that are gonna applaud her. And she's gonna get yeah. money for the fact that she was willing to take a stand. Well, yeah, the only, no, I, the only way I would I, love to be her. Hey, listen, it, it, if I had to be uh it somebody's fundraiser this morning, she's the one that you would wanna be trying to raise money for because I could make about ten calls and I bet we could we could just stuff her her campaign account with cash like you've never seen before. Well, here's the thing. Is any if you think about this, the only way to get more trans people is for heterosexual 
heterosexual people to make children because that's the only way you can get them. Yeah. So there's a bit of a flaw in the old problem there, isn't there? Well, either yeah. way, you you put a, a limit on population. Isn't that the ultimate goal? Yeah. Well, that is the ultimate goal. Yeah. It's uh, that's uh, where it's uh, it's a uh, it's a concubine eunuch approach to life, isn't it? Right. I went. I, it was funny. One of the one of the the sidebar discussions that's caught up in this uh, in the in the in our debt limit discussion, et cetera, in the United States and appropriations is over what happens with Medicaid, uh, the number of the percentage of people that are uh, uh, eligible for Medicaid health insurance type plans in uh, the United States. And uh, I don't think most people realize this. What do we have in the United States? Something like 320 million people, roughly. Read 331. Okay, 331 million people. 95 million people in the United States uh, have Medicaid health insurance coverage um, that the government pays for 100%. Even though all uh, really only about half those people should be eligible for the program, um, uh, two or three years ago, uh, that number started getting ramped up. And when COVID came in, they just let everybody in the door that had ever applied or thought about it or might want to. And some people, they forced them into the program. And so now they're trying, uh, they're trying to go back to what would be the normal number. And one of the concerns was that Medicaid does a better job of covering tra trans activities, whether it be hormone treatment or uh, actual surgeries than a lot of other health insurance plans. And they were concerned that low-income people, um, you know, would get would get caught up in all of this. We we don't even have ninety-five million low-income people. I mean, you seriously, Jay, Jay, I, I I think you're hitting on something really important here because uh, I it may not, I saw some figures here in the UK that we have. I'm just going to give you rough figures here, but we have one point eight million people currently unemployed or. Um, uh, looking for a job, okay? But we are supporting 6.9 million people with unemployment benefit. Right. Uh, can somebody please explain the maths here? Because that's where I, I don't understand. Because if that person's unemployable, they shouldn't be re receiving unemployable benefit. Unemployed, they should have some other benefit because they're unable to work. Yeah, you now know? now you're stepping on my toes, though, Andrew. That's how I can afford to live in in uh, four different places in the world is with oh, those okay. great UK unemployment benefits. I don't even live there. I'm one of your <laughs> six million people, and uh, I want to thank you. And uh -huh. I and just so you know, I listened to Across the Pond this morning. Also. I want to thank you because I already took all the cash out of my British bank, so I don't have to worry about it going broke. Um, I have it firmly entrenched in little gold bullion little bars, and so I'm where, good. Where shape. are those stashed at, Jay? Yeah, but see, if I told you, <laughs> yeah, yeah. then I would get a call from the Secret Service. Yeah, well, yeah, well, the thing is, the thing is, you don't make some of the silly uh, accusations that I make, but I would say this. Um, I believe you've got a very similar issue there in the U.S. 
US, where uh, there's a lot more um, people drawing benefits than actually looking for work. Is that oh, not the case? I, oh, oh, Andrew, last week they reported the unemployment rate in the U.S. is currently at 3.6%, a low since whatever, whatever. It's like, are you kidding me? The, they And their numbers are the percentage of people who are not employed who are looking for work. So I'm assuming the people who are not looking for work are drawing employment unemployment benefits just like what you're talking about. They all yeah. have their hand yeah, in the kitty. Yeah. Yeah, this whole this uh, again, I I just said what I said because of the absurdity of it, right? And I mean, literally the the the, the point of the matter is if you look worldwide, it's it's not unique to the United Kingdom. It's not unique to the United States. I talked to friends in Australia that work in government. They're having exactly the same thing, right? Maybe the worst place that this is going on is in Australia. I mean, of all the places that I never thought it would happen, it's out of control there and has been now for a decade. Well, but it, the it actually, it, it's not out of control. It's actually, it's part of control, isn't it? Yeah, it's no, part yeah. Of the control. Yeah. It's it, no, it's well said. Well said. It's more well of said. a it, so so it's more about um controlling the individual through giving them a very low standard of living. It's we can't really we can't even a, we can't we can't even be honest in the United States though at this point because it hurts people politically. And this happened under of Republican and Democrat administrations alike, that they decided to stop reporting employment and start reporting unemployment. Yeah. And the reason that they quit doing that was because of the gap. And there is a giant gap. And it is the people who are no longer looking for work. And they're no longer looking for work because they found other ways for the government to actually just subsidize their lifestyle. I'll be the intermediary here and we will pick it up right there when we come back with the second leg of the journey roll out more after this right off the bat today let's talk about certified Piedmontese because you need a guarantee you need a guarantee that you're going to like the beef particularly in what beef costs today I mean I'm saying it's not a giveaway so when you have a tender beef eating experience and you want more of it that's a win-win. That's a win for you. That's a win for the producer. It's a win-win-win. It's a win for the production system as well. Certified Piedmontese creates that advantage and that satisfaction. And not only beef, you can get a variety of meats. I call it the protein plethora on the line at certifiedpiedmontese.com. Welcome back. Roll out. Grant Lewis alongside Andrew Henderson from the UK, Jay Truett from somewhere where you can smell ocean. I, I really want to smell the prairie, not the ocean. Can we meet somewhere where we smell the prairie and a cow pie or two? Can yeah, I? Um, you can do that in my front yard. Okay, can I then we'll see you in Missouri. At home, yeah. <laughs> can I just yeah. throw another grenade into this discussion? Because I think it's relevant. Um, the Financial Times of London have reported this morning that European politicians are to impose price caps to address the soaring food costs. Okay? Now, here's another issue that is really causing me a lot of distress and annoyance because, and I'll explain it this way, all across the UK, 
energy prices have fallen dramatically uh, on the open market for gas, electricity, oil. The whole thing has collapsed. What hasn't collapsed is people's prices at home or in the gas station, etc. So there's massive profiteering taking place. And um, I wouldn't be surprised that some of those politicians are benefiting massively from what is going on there. So there's a there's a local garage here, um, and I'll give it to you this way because you don't uh, it, where everybody else is at seven pound fifty a gallon, which by the way is about eight and a half bucks. Um, our gallons are slightly bigger. We've got one guy who's at six pound fifty a gallon, and he is there. Are people are queuing up to go to this garage, me being one of those people. <clears throat> and um, he's had all the major news outlets come and do stories from him. And every time he's interviewed, he says, well, I'm making the same margin as I did before. So all these other people must be profiteering. And then he said, but I'm the one that's winning because I've got all their trade. Right. Which is really interesting. But he right. is completely out on a limb. And this is where I think that this is where it's so sordid and so political because they're allowing people to suffer from having very high fuel costs. And yet they're throwing out little, well, I would call them scraps of, of uh, opportunity by saying, we'll, we'll reduce your food prices. Uh, but that's all about control. And by the way, who's going to pay for that if they cap food prices trend? Who pays for that? Really? I'm 100% against everything you talked about. Yeah. It's terrible. I, I, I mean, mean, supply and demand. Done, I'm, just a, I'm just a pure supply and demand guy. Oh, mine. End of story. No government caps, no government intervention. Let the market bear what it may. Yeah. And I agree with you. I'm, I'm, I'm agreeing with you there. I think food caps is a disgrace. Um, but I do think that when food uh, energy prices come down, um, they should be, well, uh, you're right, it's supply and demand. That's why one little garage is doing so well, isn't it? Yeah. In Nebraska, we would call that a garage or a gas station. Go ahead, yeah. Jay. A garage? A no, garage? I, I mean, I think, it's, I think it's kind of emblematic, though, of this kind of... Uh, uh, so, so Europe... Europe, the, the, the continent of Europe, created this strategy. Um, and the strategy was for farm to fork. Mm, that's and true. Uh, it has backfired so badly that it's not even funny at this no, point. And right. the, 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 the second half of the equation is, and I mean, it's not like, uh, I guess what I'm saying is you really don't have to look very far in the West to see the failures of these systems where people are trying to overmanage every aspect of an economy and they never allow true blue capitalism to just run free, even no. for short periods of time. And mm -hmm. yesterday I get in this long conversation with what used to be a European um, uh, food and ag uh, uh, or wheat, basically a wheat exporter. And they're talking about how they can't figure out how to run the ships backwards in the train. Now, because Europe is going to have to import wheat. And 
maybe for the first time, you, you know, in all of recent history, uh, Europe is going to just be sure we and and the governments take so long to respond that we're going to see like maybe a two or three year window here before people get permitted uh, to run the ships backwards. You, you can say, OK, I'm, a, I'm not a, a seller anymore. I'm a buyer. That doesn't change anything if your whole logistics system is so managed and so and, and so uh, uh, functionally controlled uh, by a permitting process that no one knows how to actually run, just literally run the ships the other way from through the Aegean Strait. I mean, it's just real simple things, right? Um, mm -hmm. That they don't know how to turn the ships around and run them a different direction. And and we have just uh, uh, we've lost our our sense our our ability to rationally think because. And this is on us. Now, I, I don't, I'll make this quick. But to be honest with you, we like to blame government for all of this. And the truth is, it's not really government's fault. This is our fault. We kept asking government to fix every little problem and to take over every little problem until we got to a critical point where it failed. When the truth is, we all should have fixed this, this problem at our own level and in transfer words, at the county level, or I would say functionally uh, in the United States, we should have fixed it at the voter level, at the single citizen level most of the time, and just done without, or done with, or worked harder, or worked differently, or made a, made your own transition, and, and, and et cetera. But we didn't, and so here we are. The People quote. are going to starve in first world countries at some point because we turned over control to a bunch of idiots that we've always called idiots. That's yeah. the most amazing part of this. We, we call them idiots. And then to quote Hank Vogler on a Monday, we often say, well, there ought to be a law. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Therein lies the problem. Absolutely. Right. Mm. It is the point. Yeah. Uh, I suppose I should not bring this up until after the break, but who knows what happens. Uh, all my, you made me think of this, Jay, while you're talking about getting wheat through a sea that we don't know how to take a ship backwards. How do you load 30 ton of ammonium nitrate in Wyoming, and then when the train gets to California, it's not there on the train? Well, it was 60 ton. 60 ton. Yeah, yeah you're right, wow. 60 ton. But, but uh, I'm... That's the subject I want to talk about in the second half because false flag coming, guys. Um, have you got your uh, satellite phone, uh, Jay? I, I would have thought you'd be on that list. Yeah, I have one. Yeah? Oh, good. You don't have one? No. Oh, well, sorry. You didn't make the uh, cut. No. Jay, here, <laughs> Jay, here's the deal. You can have a satellite phone. Who are you going to call? Yeah. yeah, well, he's going to call um, uh, uh, Bill Gates. Yeah. Hang on. He's got, he's got speed dial to McConnell, Pelosi. Where, who else? Who else have you got speed dial to? Yeah, I don't I don't actually have Mr. Pelosi. Mr. Ferrey, be a list as long as your arm. McCarthy. Uh, just McCarthy. I really oh, don't even McCarthy. have McConnell. Oh. That, that's a conversation to start the next 10 minutes yeah. off. McCarthy. You, you know who... You know who Jay's going to call, Andrew, with his satellite phone? Who? Strom Thurmond. Strom Thurmond. 
<laughs> he's strong Thurman when he's at home. <laughs> he's in he's North Carolina. Thurman. Let's just admit it. He's in North Carolina. Who All are you right, okay, call, okay. Jay? <laughs> okay. Yeah, there we go. Is it one of those big bricks that you've got, or is it a little tiny satellite phone? Do you have to wind oh, it up? It's a, little, it's a little small black one. Yeah, little little bitty one. Do you have you to wind it up one? with a dy dynamo? Because obviously if there's no electricity and no and no internet, do you have to wind it up? No. Or something? It's, got a, it's got a little solar panel on the back. All you have to do is turn right, it good. over on your dash Maybe. and it charges. Yeah. <laughs> if yeah, we I can only find it. a lithium battery it'd hold a charge too we're going to take a break yeah. now we'll be back Hello. We'll be back. Uh, who's that oh it's jay truitt hi jay who am i speaking to um uh fred fred who <laughs> oh fred who's got another phone like yours oh <laughs> where'd you get What's my you number those robo calls are driving me nuts second half roll route just ahead you know, Memorial Day is coming up, and what I would like to do is if you have maybe a Gold Star family, if you've got a family that has made the ultimate sacrifice for our freedom, I want to know about them. I need to have a tremendous weekend sharing with folks what it is that families are willing to go through to enable the future generations to have a chance. I mean, that's really what it's about. And the men and women in the United States military for 247 years have been, the, they've been embodied the sacrifice for future generations' freedom. If you know of a family that has personally sacrificed, please let me know. The Wall of Honor, thewallofhonor.org, is a fantastic place to, to bring all of that together in one distribution where the community can then put the, the monitor up in the establishment and show those hometown heroes, veterans, active duty, first responders, thewallofhonor.org. Welcome back. Trent Luce alongside Jay Truitt, who's now established a, com a comrade, a compadre, Andrew Henderson. Yep. He's still solo. I'm solo. Yeah. Is your dog going to speak, uh, Jay? Oh, I promise before this is all over, she will. Um, she is a yappy little thing. Oh, and, she looks uh, like my daughter's dog. Yeah, she's a, she's a purebred dachshund that my wife uh, can't seem to uh, go anywhere without. So it's like oh. a uh, a piece of jewelry that she wears that rides in a little bag that she carries around all the time. Funny but thing is, morning, she can go anywhere in the world without Jay, but not without the dog. Yeah. No, it's true, right? She leaves me sometimes for weeks at a time so she can roam around to the beautiful parts of, of the world, and the dog gets to go. She's been under more airplane <laughs> seats than most people's feet. <laughs> well, it's good to bring, bring a bit of intellect into your presentation. Oh, yeah. And I and just want to note, for the radio audience, I want to note that it's not a yellow dog. <laughs> um, it's uh it's she she is a she is a tried and true uh hunter and uh, a big supporter of uh consuming real meat as well by the way she doesn't like fake meat either <laughs> not many dogs do i've got a feeling nah. not going to be yeah. a big winner with, with dogs no i so, you know though i, I mean I, it is kind of i, I it, don't know cows or cow pies are pretty tasty to any dog yeah she has, she has, it's the most, it's the thing that bugs her, uh, her master the most is, uh, which I'm not, 
right? I'm just the guy that she sits <laughs> on my lap when she's a little cold. But um, no, it's uh, it does bug her master the most when uh, she goes out into the pasture with me <laughs> and, and comes back um, carrying a big old cow pie that's about the same size as she is. Hey, at least you it's know. dry. Yeah, no, exactly <laughs> right. It's not. She hasn't rolled in it. But, but uh, is she good at sniffing out uh, ammonia nitrate? Is she pretty good? No, at she's really not. Right. Oh. Um, that's and she's got the nose for it. You would think she she'd be able yeah. to sniff anything, but no, nah, she has no real discernible skills other than barking at squirrels. Oh, okay. So, Kathy yeah. did not well, hear that statement. At everything. Nor is yeah. Kathy going to listen to this program. She's now banned yeah. from hearing Jay say that her dog yeah. had no value whatsoever. Yeah. Other than chasing uh, squirrels. And loving on her mom. That's what she thinks. It's uh, not her is. mother. It's her owner. It's not her mother. Her owner. Yeah, well, you try to tell her that. I, she, <laughs> she, she doesn't know that she's a dog. <laughs> she's one of those terrible ones. We're not... We're not those people, right? Um, uh, they're not our kids, but she, uh, it, it is funny. That dog doesn't realize that she is a dog, and so, so she doesn't understand. Come on, Jay. I know that you know the inside track. You've told us that the debt ceiling will be raised. McCarthy yeah. will, will capitulate, and it sounds as though, once again, you're going to be right. This is, uh, it's, it, the, 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 uh, the smoke is coming from the top of the Capitol and Joe Biden has said somehow without making his words all wrong that he's coming to an arrangement with Mr. McCarthy and you've been right all along and um, we're going to see that debt ceiling raised and we're not really going to see many concessions at all, are we? Well, when you see, when you, when you look at what happened, the reason I didn't really get all freaked out about this and I almost never do is because of, when you have a debt ceiling that comes up this time of year, there's a whole bunch of things legislatively that they can do in the middle of the process that basically predetermine the outcome anyway. And mm -hmm. so the appropriations committees in the House were already passing appropriation bills, which are going to pull back uh, most of the spending on green and, and environmental stuff. Right. And so in the midst of all of that, Joe Biden can't really negotiate to mandate spending on something that they're not going to be allowed to spend the money anyway once they get it. And so the the again the reality was from from day one and this is one of the things that just infuriates me about the media. There's like two big things that really don't matter a, a great deal in the political process because they can be handled about 20 other ways. One of them is the president's budget by constitution Nobody gives a rat's patootie what the president's budget request is. It's not how our system works. And yet the media will focus like a laser beam on what the president's budget is. And in all of our lifetimes and in the last 150 years, no one has ever approved the president's budget. It's, it just doesn't happen. We don't do it. We, so this we, uh, three hundred million that you're about to send to Ukraine, are you? Is that definitely going to happen? Or you know, can I? Can you give me some? At this, at, at this, no, at this point, yeah, it does look like they're going to do it. Yeah, it, it's in. It's moving through the appropriations process. We're going to do it again, and and so, I, I I mean that's the thing though. There's there are ways for you to actually watch the process. 
And if you took a civics lesson anywhere uh, in school in the United States, which they don't even really teach civics in most most uh, curriculum programs anymore, but if you if you were to take one, and you simply just go by the very basic activities that are required by Congress, the House of Representatives generates both the budget and spending measures. Period. No one else, not the administration, not the Senate, not anyone else. Now, other the Senate has to uh, approve of that process, but all that activity starts in the House. And once you see it starting the way it's going to start, you, you say McCarthy is going to uh, capitulate. I actually think that he probably won't capitulate very much. I think Joe Biden is going to throw the whole green industry under the bus in this process. And, okay. and it'll be kind of a joke. Uh, once again, he will have backfired on one of his core core groups, and then he'll come out with this some kind of fire breathing speech in front of a uh, a couple of Marines standing behind him and talk about how he's going to um, never sign another bill unless it uh, supports global climate change. You know, and everybody will buy it. But right. we we you know we we've, we've been here done this before. And we know how we know how it is. He he better hurry up with that speech in this process, Jay, because I have it on pretty good authority that the electricity grid is not going to handle full capacity much longer. Yeah, I let me uh, let me make sure I'm okay. clear in my statement that yeah. we are going to have intermittent power outages before the end of the year and next winter is going to be ugly. And there's a report going in front of Congress last week. It started. I'll have the full report in my hand by next Wednesday. Why is that then? Why is why? because we continue to knock down the reliable energy supply of coal Delta color or Delta Utah last week. I drive past one of the largest coal fire power plants in the entire West. They're dismantling it. We are taking out the reliable, affordable supply of electricity. Left and right. Yeah. Uh, nationwide. Yes, nationwide. It's, it, I mean, literally, um, all across the country. And um, uh, very, Illinois, very, very I think beautiful. Illinois, who was the number one coal-fired power plant in terms of electricity generation state five years ago, has said that, what I don't think it's 2030, Jay, I think it's longer, that they're going to be zero zero electricity from coal. Minnesota has made the same statement. I mean, it's just begging to have the lack of electricity. That's what they're begging for. And they're going to get it. Yeah, yeah, they will get it. It is a supply and demand. Uh, again, that is a supply and demand equo uh, equation. And, and honestly, uh, and this is back to what I said before, the voters just keep a proven of the leadership that makes these decisions and so the outcome is going to be what the voters have asked for uh, it, i don't agree with it at all i think it's the most ridiculous thing we've ever done in this country but uh, literally the, maybe the single biggest mistake that we've ever made is to decide that we wanted to uh, eliminate our energy independence uh, and you just got to look at germany and to see where that gets you because they're in yes. this trouble um, yeah, no. um, I mean, it's it's insanity. It literally is insanity. And um, and uh, you know, I, I so I read the New York Post um, uh, almost every morning, uh, mm -hmm. literally just to see what the counter media is talking about. And even in 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 those places, you can't. Mm, they've given up on the fight. 
right? I mean, they're not talking about it this morning. This morning, their their lead article is something about um, uh, 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 men and women in New York City that want to walk around without their tops on now, and some effort to free the nipple, literally. I mean, we it, so we've we've long passed insanity in in, uh, in a big part of American culture, and. Uh, 2045, to clarify, the law was passed in September of 2021, SB 2408. It provided $700 million in subsidies over five years to Exilion Corporation in the form of carbon mitigation, and the bill will shut down all coal-fired power plants in the state of Illinois by 2045. Right. You can't, again, we can't make this up, and we uh, people in Illinois a bunch of whom are good people that live uh, outside of the city of Chicago and a couple of other urban areas in the town, in the state. Um, you know, um, the, you are, they you let are, it happen. You are by design becoming what I think they want you to become, which is a third world country. I I actually think this is planned. I, I'm sorry to tell you, but... Oh, you don't, you don't need to be sorry to tell us what we already know. I read yeah. a full in-depth report last week on how we will be a third world country within 12 months. Yeah, I, I'm I'm watching America. 2025. Think, 2025 was, was the date. Unless something really changes. For example, you know, we're all watching the Durham report. We've watched what Carrie Lake went through last night, you know. Watching that that video where she's was just gone viral of that guy, just uh, 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 allowing thousands of signatures to be verified just by a press of a button, and he's continually just pressing it like that. And then he did sixty nine thousand, was it, in something like four hours? And and the judge just ignored that evidence. I mean, yeah. So the country do you live in, you know? It's because roll, it's roll out. We'll be back in the last segment after this. Let's talk for a minute about Lignite Energy. We're talking about coal from North Dakota. You know, this was fairly ingenious, and nobody's giving them credit except me. Well, I haven't heard it anyway. The coal fields, the coal seams, are in the earth in North Dakota. They actually unearth them, and then the coal-fired power plants are within a truck ride. You don't put it on a train. You get it right to the power plant. You burn the coal. You capture the electricity. You put it in the transfer line, and boom, you have lights at every establishment. You have electricity, the reliable source of electricity, coal. And then the reclamation program is incredible. Details about all of this at Lignite.com. Welcome back. Roll route. I must say, my mom's in Illinois. She's one of those good people Jay Truett's talking about. Yeah. Right. My, si my sister's suspect. My, my mom's one of those good people. Right. Uh, we still love you. <laughs> I know. On the, on the um, you know, the Constitution, which is your, yep. your bandwagon and everything that goes with it, at what point will evidence in your face become legal action that actually uh, works? Okay, but there was no constitutional violation in this bill, which is passed by the Illinois Assembly and signed by Governor Pritzker. There's nothing unconstitutional yeah, it's about it. It's just stupidity. Right. It's stupidity. And yeah. then, 
we that that's that's really the point right and i you know there so people that uh, uh people like me uh, on on some of the issues that we discussed today that, that we already discussed today i would say that you know it's a change in the belief system towards a, a secular society versus a, a judeo-christian value system that we've had for a long time in the united states but that's that doesn't ha that's not this discussion this discussion is just purely about being ignorant mm -hmm. and and choosing to be choosing the obviously not best option and and to say that we can't produce energy more cleanly or cleaner or something else and that our other option is literally just to um, just to ignore all the resources that we have and 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 choose to be uh, again a third world operating system uh, with brownouts and blackouts all the way where we have at best we're going to plan them uh, at worst we're going to run every piece of electronics we have in the country with surges and and uh, brownouts and blackouts and 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 just go on and, and look at california there hasn't been a political revolution in california california has a pretty big conservative population as well it's not 70 30 right it's just not that's not the way they're voting. Yeah, well I, actually it might it might well be more people that are actually conservative than than liberal or stroke democrat but the elections are rigged so how do we know I, you know, um, politicians respond to constituent pressure. Mm. All politicians respond to constituent pressure. At mm. some point, they respond. I, I say this all the time to people. Uh, I, t I train companies on how to lobby uh, for themselves, right? And I'm happy to train people as well. Um, it's just, it's a pretty expensive process for an individual to go through. But me as a lobbyist, no matter, I could represent Microsoft. And I guarantee you that a dozen serious constituents in a, in outside of a, a Microsoft district can have more impact than I can. And it doesn't matter how much money you give to a politician. It doesn't matter how much money you raise for a politician. Uh, at some point, they their office will stop to function and 12 people can make their life completely miserable all day every day and they will bend and break to the pressure yeah. but we don't take time out of our day to do it you know um uh, about 70 percent of america can't even tell you who their congressman is yeah that's true that's the same here so and, I mean, and that's very few much, people even know who the prime minister is yeah in the in the free world that is the case in the yeah. unfree world, everybody can tell you who's running everything. Yeah. Yeah. True. Think uh, through that a little bit. So, Andrew, I'm going to give you my perspective on this because I'm not arguing the rigged elections in any way, shape, or form. Okay. With the exclusion of the sitting president of the United States, yeah. everybody who's elected through a rigged system or not is still an American citizen. The president, yeah. who, who, who is whoever that is, is captured. And, and the, he's a traitor, and that needs to be dealt with. But if you're a Republican, if you're a Democrat, if you're an independent, if you're a libertarian, you're still an American citizen, and you should care about the people. And to Jay's point, if you rise up and say to a, a Democrat who was elected even on a rigged system, if enough people rise up, they're going to respond to that person. 
And but yeah. what yeah. we have done is that we have although uh, sacrificed. Have hold on, hold on. We've sacrificed all of our power against the Constitution to a a district of Columbia, not even a, a state, and allowed that to trickle down to our counties instead of grabbing the ball by the horns and saying we're gonna we're gonna steer the ship, and we're not doing it because we don't even know who our elected officials well, are. Well, and, and I'll close with one other thing. I well, hope. I hope this third world country comes sooner than later because well, I, I only got X number of days and I'm on the expiration date on this earth. And I want to be here to help fix it. So my kids have the chance to be a part of the rebuild. That's a great point. Well, Amen. what I was going to make to you though, is that you say that if there's enough pressure put on politicians, they'll do the right thing, but that's not actually happening. Is it? I mean, yes, yes it is. Is it? Yeah. You don't. No, you, no, we're getting exactly. Andrew, Andrew yeah. you failed to recognize the number of people who do not agree with the the policy thought process that you and I have. I can find that discussion every single day. I can find people who think that Biden's yeah, the best yeah, thing that we ever had. They are getting that pressure. Look, I at don't what, want any. No, 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 no. I have no problem with people having a different view to me on politics. Where I have a problem is when when people are installed, not elected. And I'm, I also have a severe problem when you can see uh, a, a, a criminal act happening. There's evidence to show that criminal acts happened and that the legal system doesn't do anything about it. That is where I okay, have a problem. But, and, and, Andrew, to my point, my point, though, is uh, uh, just slightly in, not really in between the two, but it's just the, uh, there's just another factor that we're not openly discussing, and that is simply the fact that the biggest the biggest protest that we've had in either one of our countries in the last few years, what percentage of the population even engaged in that discussion actually? Well, actually, and really actually got involved because our people voted for Brexit in massive numbers. Right. We had a, what happened? You, you, what happened? What happened at Brexit? Right. Yeah. That's that's it. You just made my point. When people actually force the political uh, structure to bend and break beyond, we still didn't get it. The, we still didn't get it, though. We still didn't get it. Yeah, break. but you did. No, you no, did. did. No, we didn't. You're out. No, we're still part of the hum, 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 European Court of Human Rights. We're still tied to the to the Europe like you'd never believe. In fact, the question you need to be looking at, from what I've just told you, is think about this: that we've even got Ursula von der Leyen as one of the G7 people from nowhere. Yeah. She's not even elected. Yeah. So, no. Well, no. but, I mean, you, you, you made a significant amount of progress, and you made it simply because the people in mass numbers rose up. Mm. It four wasn't time, just about times. the election. It just wasn't about the election. And you didn't take no for an answer. And in the United States, you can go to the coffee shop, and I can go to any coffee shop uh, mm -hmm. out in rural America, and I can find 50 people that'll believe everything that I'm going to say. The same exact philosophical belief that I will have. And out of the 50, 48 of them will never call their member of Congress. They'll never show up at a, at a congressional meeting and say, hey, listen, no, I'm saying no, you're just wrong. No, stop coming out here and telling us stuff that is ridiculous. Go back to Washington. I think, I, to be fair, I think put the nail on the head there. That's something that I think is going to change, though. 
because I think more and more people are realizing the tyranny that's been going on. And it isn't about your political view. It's about it. it it's basically about uh, anarchy and crimes. I mean, you know, the money laundering that, that's been exposed in America is happening here as well. It's massive. Yeah. So I, I do think that Trent's right. I think it needs to be all on the table. People need to see it. People need to feel it. And then they need to do something about it. Yeah, we won't fix it until we get to that point. I think you're right. I do think that the America that we uh, we live in today is gone. We're going to have to reinvent a new one. I agree. Yeah, 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 I agree too. I often think, Jay, that uh, you and I were born in the, the heyday. Anybody born in the 60s got to yeah. experience the 70s and the right. 80s in the United States. And right. I, that my, probably was as good as it's ever been. Yeah, probably. Right. As Margaret and, uh, said, you never had it so good. And she was right. Yeah. Yeah. Now, naturally, I know I have a bunch of farmers sending me an email right now about what they had to deal with in the 80s. I'm, I'm fully aware. But in the bigger right. picture, it was all right. on the table. You knew what you were dealing with instead yeah. of what we, yeah. we don't know. Well, about. At the moment, it's a load of people who are actually working for your adversaries. Yeah. That's the problem. Yeah. Well, the really the really sad thing is, is that we took all the profitability that our our economic growth in the seventies, eighties, and nineties, uh, we took all of that um, that economic growth and we applied it towards our own ruination. Uh, yeah, that's a big problem. I well, think. I think we're guilty yeah. of that too. To be fair, yes. Mm -hmm. So is France. So is Germany. So and and if you look at it. You can watch it happening today, even in the places that have never had to worry about money, like in, uh, in the last 80 to 100 years, like Saudi Arabia. They immediately uh, started solving a food crisis, and, and now they're going to just uh, turn around and create a bunch of artificial economic incentives that will wreck them as well. So, Andrew, i got to have this answer before we're out of time, and that's a minute and a half. You came out of Italy with the whole refreshed feeling about the independence of Italy, but they're still part of the EU. How do you rec reconcile those two things? Oh, no. Um, Giorgio Maloney wants out of the European Union. I think that's going to happen. I think that they'll make a real... Uh, I mean, she's already offended uh, Castro Trudeau um, and Joe Biden. I think that they're going to leave. And I think when they leave, they really will leave. We haven't left, guys. Believe me. We've not left the European Union. We're tied at the hip to them. Um, but I think both Germ uh, sorry, Holland and Italy are gonna gonna tell the European Union to do one very soon. Wow. And that'll be the cool. final word of the day. We've successfully journeyed down the road connecting food producers to food consumers for Jay Trutt, Andrew Henderson, and the Dotson without a name. Kathy's yep. baby. Willow. Willow. All roads do lead to a roll route. Bye, everyone. Great to speak to you. A free and fed America does not just happen. It's kind of like the sacrifice with the military, to be exact, only the gunfire is a little different. The gunfire typically is verbally. You stand up for property rights. You engage at the local property rights forums. That would be the county commissioners. It might be with the sheriff. 
You take a stand. You arm yourself with information from Protect the Harvest because we at Protect the Harvest make sure that we get you the tools you need to stand up for a free and fed America. And it all comes back to the right to feed ourselves. That's what we're asking for. ProtectTheHarvest.com is going to be there with us to make it happen.